previously had an agent that used me all the time. This person loved me very much. And this person constantly asked me to omit things and to send them my inspection report before it went to the buyer so that they could edit it, which I never did because that is highly unethical. Welcome to the Real Estate Replay, highlights and consumer stories in real estate that the industry doesn't want you to hear. Hosts Wendy Gilch and Lindy Chapman are breaking down the good, the bad, the unethical, and sometimes illegal stories of recent home sellers and buyers. Learn what they did right, what they did wrong, and what they wish they would have done differently. It's the only real estate podcast that tells you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth about the industry. We have discussed doing this for a while, and I'm like super excited uh, because I know that you do not hold anything back. Yesterday, someone called me an uneducated housewife that doesn't Mm. know how to run a business. Um, And so for those misogynistic people that might be listening, why don't you share with them about your background and how you got into home inspections uh, before one of them types another one of those lovely comments. Sure, absolutely. Um, so I actually started off as a construction consultant for uh, commercial builds. And I worked on commercial builds all around the world, uh, from the Bahamas to Europe, um, the Middle East. I did some really interesting things over in Dubai. And so that's really where my kind of love for construction was really solidified. Um, in between college and getting my first big girl job, my mom had a friend that lived here and said, I need some help laying some hardwood floors. Would you help me out for a couple of days? And I ended up working as a carpenter for almost a year. And that's really where I learned a lot about home construction, um, how things should be done correctly. Again, I am not a carpenter by any means, but it gave me a really nice basis to work from. And I happen to own um, a house. When I moved in with my now husband, I decided to rent that house out and let it make some money for me. Um, when the market started getting pretty hot, I just, um, my tenants were moving out and I decided to, at that point, do a few more updates and sell that house for it actually ended up being a very nice profit mm-hmm. using that money to help my, help me start, um, going into working for myself. And so therefore I bought a home inspection franchise, went through training, um, and then decided to do a lot of additional training beyond what was offered by the franchise um, and um, was kind of top rated in my area. You're number yeah. one in my book. You're number one in my yeah. book. <laughs> Thank um, you. Okay. So let's get into like the the dirty stuff that people want to know. Um, so just for fun, what was your worst home inspection? It can either be the home was a piece of crap or you had to deal with something disgusting. I'll take either one. You can pick. Ah, okay. Um, One of the worst home inspections I ever did was actually my second home inspection ever, which completely blew my mind and I wasn't ready for it. Uh, It was a disaster from start to finish from like massive structural issues to they had their sewage line cut and was running into the basement and had just dug a trench and was just letting it go into the woods, right? Like Like exposed, like poop like just floating from the house into the yard there were a thousand electrical issues there were snakes in the basement the electrical box had snake skins in it there were dead rats there was a hoarder's house um they had been a full-time smoker for many years in the home and so it was just literally like 
everything that could go wrong. Oh, I found uh, evidence that there had been a fire up in the attic at one point. Oh uh, there were charred um, structures. Uh, the the rafters were charred. Um, yeah, it was a really, really bad one. And I was so over my head, but I just took my time and right. got through it. That was a six hour inspection. And six hours because I wanted to, I was new. Right. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure that I did a good job. Um, so yes, that was, that was interesting. Oh my God. Do you have like a hazmat suit for this situation? Yeah, I should. I, should. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I would go down in the basement and just be like, mm, no, I'm sorry. I right. Can't. Right. Yeah. Well, what's funny is I had, I would have so many real estate agents that, um, you know, the buyer's agent would be there. And when I would go down into the basement, they're like, mm, I don't go in basements. I'm like, but you're selling a house. Yeah. Shouldn't you be aware of what's happening in a house? Now, I don't expect people to go into an attic with me because that's a little dangerous, but like a basement? Okay. Right. Right. You should know what's down there. So (laughs) Yeah. That's an easily accessible area. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just go down the stairs. Um, Okay. So that leads me into the relationship between home inspectors and real estate agents. Um, And I think the biggest one is that consumers, A, don't know to look for inspectors before they start shopping for homes, right? Right. So then they put an offer on a home and it's like, bam, bam, bam. Where's your inspector? Call them. And so this real estate agent will typically give them one, two, hopefully at least three names. But my question to you is, how does your name get on that list? That's uh, that's a really loaded question. And the real question should be, do you want your name on that list? Right. Because from what I found, my name was not on a lot of lists. Um, I was known as a very tough home inspector. Uh, there were agents that did not want me into a home that they were selling because an average home inspection might have 20, 25 pages. My home inspections typically had 50 to 90 pages of a report. Right. It was a full book that they would get back. And I would take my time. Uh, so therefore, I was not on many, many lists. But there are many ways to get your name on a list. One is by marketing. Uh, two is by forming you know, a friendship with a real estate agent, which you have to be careful because the first thing is you know, ethics. You need to make sure that you're doing your job correctly, no matter right. who you're doing it for. So the agents that had me on their list of recommended were the ones that really, really you know, wanted the best for their clients, which was right. which was nice, which was why I didn't get a lot of invites back. Um, right. Because... <laughs> You know, they like to blame you for having the the home fall out of contract. And that's really right. not it. I never right. made up anything, right? Right. Like, like you, you were just, yeah, like, your literal job is to expose what's wrong with, right. with the house. That's literally the only one thing, right? This is your job title. Find what's wrong. And as much as you can. Because what happens, though, is then, like, if you don't do your job and then they close on their home and you miss stuff, like, they come back to you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, out of the entire transaction between the broker, the agent, the appraiser, the mortgage uh, person, whoever, you know, broker or whatever that they're dealing with, the one person that they're going to come back to and try to sue is going to be that home inspector. Right, right. Right. And we're the only ones not making a percentage of the house. I mean, the appraiser is usually a flat fee as well, but right. out of it, we're the only two not making a percentage. So it doesn't matter to me whether it was a $60,000 condo or whether it was a $3 million, you know, 12 acre property, I was going to do my due diligence on both. Uh, So then have you ever had an agent get mad at you 
for your inspection? Oh, not once. I'm kidding. All the time. <laughs> That's not what we talked about. <laughs> All the time. All the time. Constantly. Um, I had agents call and try to sue me. I had sellers call and threaten to sue me. And it was completely non-biased. And just because you say, I'm going to sue you, doesn't mean that you have the right. least bit of legal foot to stand on. What would they um, even sue you for? I don't, I don't even understand. Like what? For what? Oh, because they said I killed the deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was a deal killer. Oh my God. Right. Because I would point out things like structural issues or, hey, your client tried to hide termite damage and I can see it. And here are the 12 photos that show that, which is why right. mine was so long. because They were very photo rich because uh, if I was going to say something was wrong, I made sure that I put photos in there. So it wasn't hearsay. It was me actually showing. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, all the time I would have I would have buyers agents even threaten. Oh, you, you killed this deal. Do you know how much time I spent looking for a house? Oh, I'm sorry, but there was a right. mold throughout the basement and asbestos in the attic that right. I literally didn't do any of that. I was just right. showing and doing my job in showing what was wrong with the property. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was constantly I, I would say like several times a week I had somebody calling upset, um, you know, that something was found. Right. Which was your job, which, which is what? my job. And they didn't pay you. The buyer pays you to do your job. You work for the buyer. Like Correct. How, how they wouldn't want. And I will say, I know you have worked with agents who were happy that you were so thorough and did yeah. have, you know, but, you know, this comes back to like, when you get that list of one, two, three names, like, why are they on there? You know, you'd hope yep. it was because they are incredibly thorough, but they can also be on there because they're not thorough or they're their friend or because they're, you know, they're not. Um, they don't want to go into the attic. They don't want to climb a ladder. They don't want to crawl through a crawl space. And there are many people, the average age of a home inspector, just, I'm not sure if anybody's aware of this, but at this point is about 60 years old. Oh, really? Um, yes. Um, now I haven't been inspecting for two years. It right. was, you know, it was 59, two years ago. So it's about 60 now. Now we do have an influx of people coming in from what I heard, not we, there is an influx of people going into home inspection, um, luckily, but you know, a lot of them are going to be fly by night because they don't realize what a liable business that they are in, where if you do miss something big that is easily visible, you're liable for it. And that's why our liability insurance is so expensive. The um, errors and emissions insurance is so expensive is because you are responsible if it's readily visible. Now, if somebody puts an 800 pound armoire in front of, you know, a spot on the wall, we don't move furniture. We don't open walls. It's a visual inspection, not an in-depth inspection. And so have you ever had an agent ask you to take stuff off of the inspection? (laughs) I have. Um, Agents that are on billboards love to ask you to omit things, right? Oh, because you know, that, the $8,000 a month billboards? That, that $8,000 a month billboards that you that see. That target specific high-end neighborhoods? Uh, that, is, that is correct. Um, I would have an agent that I, I previously had an agent that used me all the time. This person loved me very much. And this person constantly asked me to omit things and to send them my inspection report before it went to the buyer so that they could edit it, which I never did because that is highly unethical, right? Right. Highly unethical. It's like number one on our code of ethics as a home inspector. 
Right. Oh my God. Wait. So uh, for anyone listening, buying, uh, make sure that report goes directly to you. Your agent might be wonderful. They might not be shady, but unfortunately we as consumers have no idea. So uh, make sure it goes directly to you. Absolutely. So when I was hired by a buyer, I worked for the buyer. I did not work for the agent. I did not work for the seller. I worked for the buyer alone. The buyer was the only person I would send my report to unless I was specifically asked to also CC in the agent. At that point, I would. Uh, So there were times that it was sent to the agent as well. But that was when I had it in writing that the buyer asked for it to be sent because the, the, the buyer, whoever hires you, owns that report. So there were oftentimes too, where I was hired by the seller to go over a home first and, you know, sellers sometimes loved what they got back and sometimes did not, Um, you you know, my, my reports were never biased by who it was that was asked, that was paying me, right. A report was a report finding deficiencies. That's literally like all I would do. Um, And sometimes it was great because it showed that, Hey, there were just a couple minor things on this house or it was like, Hey, you actually have some major issues that you really need to deal with. Right. Before you list your home. Absolutely. Correct. Oh, so what was your worst experience with an agent as a home inspector? I know we have a separate one we'll get into as a client, but as a home inspector, what was the worst? Sure. As, as a home inspector, um, I would say my worst was, uh, I was, I was doing an inspection for the buyer and the house was a complete disaster. Uh, It was a very expensive house in a very exclusive neighborhood and it had many, many, many structural issues. And I'm talking um, columns on the front porch going through the roof that had never literally puncturing through the roof and it had never been adjusted or never been uh, corrected. The chimney was falling apart. They had a tree tied up there was so much, so much going on, mold in the basement, shifting termites, oh. uh, carbon, carbon monoxide issues. So big issues, right? Big, big money expenses, electrical, everything. Right. Uh, I walked out of there. The buyer was just you know, beside themselves because they realized that this was not a safe home for their family. They came to that conclusion. I don't make that determination as an inspector. I right. just say what's wrong. They make the, you know, the determination. Afterwards, I had both the seller's agent and the buyer's agent, who were friends, threatened mm-hmm. to sue me over loss of income on that property because mm-hmm. I made up issues to which I had probably 600 photos of that house because it was so outrageous, right? so outrageous, the, the issues. And their response to me was, well, any dumbass could have seen that before making mm. the <laughs> before Ooh. making the offer. And I was like... Maybe you should have pointed it out to your clients before. Right. You, you knew go. that it needed a new roof. You knew that there was black mold, black mold mm-hmm. in the master bedroom, right? Wow. Like it was just, it was a disaster from start to finish. And, How do you uh, get your tongue on that? Because I would feel like I want to email the buyer and be like, just so you know, your agent called you a dumbass. Um, I I did. And you would get sued. Oh, did you tell them? I did. Oh, good yeah. for you. It was good. it was put out there, so I yeah. let them know. Uh, luckily those people ended up buying, um, another house and, uh, it was a beautiful, like brand new build that they still had me come in and, and inspect. And it was fabulous. And they were so much happier. So have you ever had to fire an agent? I have. 
I have. Um, There were a couple agents that I worked with that I feel like they liked to use me because they thought I was going to be easy because I'm a, I'm a female. Mm -hmm. So obviously I can't see a lot of issues because of, you know, being a woman. Um, And, but they would continue to try to, I know, (laughs) but they would continue to try to use me because, um, you know, they, they, they wanted to use a, a woman, but they wanted me to be easier. You know, if right. you just left some of those things out, then I could use you more. And so at one point in time, this is probably, I would say inspection five for one agent. I said, you're going to have to not, not call me anymore. I yeah. don't want to work with you because you are making me, you are trying to make me make unethical choices for the consumer. And right. that's the only thing that I'm here to do is to help them make an educated decision and not to bend my entire industry to fit your budget. Well, I love the wording on that too. I could use you more like, no, like you're not using me. Your buyer is using me, right? You should be dictating that. Mm -hmm. uh, uh. And I had, you know, and I had a full schedule Every you know time slot that I had available was always fully booked because I had a very good reputation and right. I took that very seriously. You know, I was on the I was on a, I was an ASHI home inspector, which is the American Society of Home Inspectors, and I was actually on one of their national boards for bringing younger inspectors in and um, ethics. So right. you know, I took what I did very seriously. Right, and that's I think that's important. I mean, oh. Um, you know, there is a story that you told me that I feel like I just found fascinating. The air conditioner story you told me about. Oh, sure. Oh, you're so thankful that you have like 600 pictures in the report. Yes. Uh, yeah. And what I would do is take photos of every angle of the house. So basically everything that I saw, uh, if the client asked for all of my photos, I would just send them a link and drop it so they could download everything. They're not pretty pictures at all. But um, I would take photos of everything. We call it CYA, right? Cover yeah, your absolutely. cover absolutely. your rear. Yeah. And um, so there, there was one that I did one time and went in and inspected the house and everything was fine. Uh, had a you know newer HVAC system in it. And about a month after close, get a phone call back. The buyer is irate that their HVAC system, I had said that it was less than a year old. And it broke and the person that came out said, well, I don't know what you're talking about because this thing is 27 years old. I panic. Right. I panic. And I was like, yeah, that's not a mistake that's easily made because you have a data plate that you can read the actual manufacturing date on it. And that's what I would go by was the data plate. Right. So I said, oh, there's no way. There's no way. So I go out and take a look. And sure enough, there's a 27 year old system in there, (sighs) which was not the system that was in there. When I had inspected the house, when does that happen? Here, it was a it was a contractor that owned the house, and he thought he would take his brand new, very expensive HVAC system and put it in his new house, and put the old oh, system no. from his new house into his old house, and nobody would oh. notice. Oh, so did they so, sue him? Uh, luckily, it got resolved before okay. it had to go before it got very legal. But uh, oh it, yeah. So they, they ended up with a brand new system in their house. Oh my God. Oh my God. But, you got yeah. to keep pictures though. I mean, oh, sure. Yeah. Like, hey, this like, is what fine. it was at the time of inspection. Uh, these are the conditions. And that's what you're reporting on. And just so people know as well, you're reporting on the way that things are at the time of inspection. You're not, you, you can say this is brand new or this is older, but 
you can't really determine how long something's actually going to last, right? right. There's so many right. factors that come into it. So you're reporting on the conditions at the time of inspection. So there are things that can go bad afterwards, but you know, that's, that's right. what the whole report is about. Want to share your experience with us? Drop by the realestatereplay.com and submit your story or even ask us a question. Thank you.